0: On this episode of The B-Side, we're going to be talking about the DNA of the church. Welcome to The B-Side, a Blessed Hope podcast where we turn over the sermon notes and answer those lingering questions. everybody, and welcome back to The B-Side. I am joined by Malia Lee, Pastor Matt, and Pastor David, and I am Vince, as always. I haven't changed my name since the last time, so... That's good. That's yeah. Awesome. Right. I just, you know, for consistency and continuity basis, I just... Good I'd, to know. I'd keep it, Vince.
1: All right. Fair enough.
0: Um, so today we are going to talk about the DNA of the church. Hey, and... can I, can I yeah. before
1: you start, like, okay, so I think it's fair to acknowledge that Pastor David is with us, and you've been on our podcast before. I have. Uh, talking about Celebrate Recovery and other things, but this officially official. now, since you are now on staff here at Blessed Hope Community Church, yes. uh, welcome Thank you. You are officially
2: part of the crazy now. I am. Oh yes,
1: yes. And also, I want to officially apologize to you for trying to steal your words in the newsletter last Thursday because it was obviously your words uh, with your picture. But I left that it was a note from Pastor Matt, and it should have said a note from Pastor David. So those were David's words, not mine. Sorry about that. Um, I, I, I appreciate that. If yes,
3: I had a couple people be like, "Wow, Matt looks younger." Like, yeah, <laughs> younger and better looking, Uh-oh.
1: and yeah, okay. Uh,
3: so you're anyway, gonna fit in so, so well here. There you
0: go. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. So and, I mean, I don't know how you would have missed it, but if you did miss it, we uh are merged now. We just had our first Sunday as Blessed Hope Community Church, and we're going through a series about our church, the church defined DNA, what makes this new church the new church, and so. Uh, we just wanted to take some time in this podcast, and, and maybe in some subsequent podcasts, just to kind of outline and, and just talk about uh, our hearts as as leadership of the church for this new vision and this new um, DNA and this new body that we have been put uh, over to to lead and to shepherd. Um, so. Why? One of the things that we want to talk about is why, memberships ma- why membership matters, because with the new merged Church, we're merging memberships, and, and everybody who wants to gets the opportunity to reaffirm uh, their membership into this new uh, body of believers. So why does membership even matter? Why do we do it?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. And I think it's one we hear with regularity from different people. When, when we have membership classes or, and Pastor David, I would assume that you had this similar kind of conversation at times over at Revolution, but, but when we're, we're having a membership class and we're talking about joining members, it's like, well, it, it, why, did, why does that even matter? You know, why does my name on a register matter? Why does it mm-hmm. make a difference if, if I'm officially part of the church or if I'm just part of the church because I show up every Sunday? And, you know, I think um, that, that one of the reasons that it matters is because there is something about making a covenant commitment mm-hmm. um, that is bigger than you, that invokes you know, God and his authority, and, and that you just enter into this agreement that says, hey, here's what is to be expected from you. Here's what's to be expected from me. Here's how the church functions and operates. And I think there, there's just that idea of a covenant commitment to the church is so critically important.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. I was just listening to... Um, a short podcast about, did you see that one? J.D. Greer's Ask Me Anything? I didn't. For this week. Yet. It was about um, basically like, does it say in the Bible that we're supposed to be members of a church? Sure. Mm-hmm. And where it doesn't specifically say you need to be a member of a church, it's implied all over the place. Right. Um, and I'm trying to think of what scriptures have been quoted. I know um, one was about church discipline mm-hmm. and about, you know, when someone's um, needs disciplining in the church. And um, it just implies that there's a, a roster, basically.
1: Yes, well, and, and that there's authority. See, part of why yeah. people hate being a member of a church, and I, I, I don't mean to, to point fingers at people that have resisted church memberships. I, mm-hmm. I you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to call them out necessarily, but my experience tells me that part of the reason that people dislike becoming a member of the church is the idea that they're putting themselves under someone else's authority. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, because once you become a member of the church, you are saying, hey, there is leadership of the church and I'm going to submit to their authority. Uh, We see that all the time in the New Testament. It Mm -hmm. was understood whether you officially signed a roster or not, that if you were part of that church, you were under the authority of that church. Mm -hmm. And and I, I think People don't love that idea because we live in an in individualistic, like if it feels good, do it. What do you like?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, kind of. Of, and that's why we have so much church hopping too. Yeah, mm-hmm. is because you know I'm I'm committed to this church, kind of. Um, but as soon as they say something I don't like, or as soon as I don't the feel like exactly my needs want, are getting yeah. met, like the music isn't what I wanted. You know, the sermons used to be. Um, really emotional. Now they're intellectual or they used to be intellectual and now they're, you know, whatever it is, it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't fit what I thought I wanted anymore. Small groups don't do it for me. I don't want to be a part of that. People run away because they're like, oh, I can go find something somewhere else. Right. Uh, You know, but in that scenario, you've never put yourself under the authority of a church and you've never plugged in. You're not serving. You're not doing what it takes to make Mm -hmm. the church Mm -hmm. everything that God intends it to be. Yeah. So one of the ways I've always kind of looked at church membership is also the equivalent of thinking about it from a,
3: a sporting view. And, and what I mean by mm-hmm. that is a lot of times we, we, we just want to be the fans up in the stands, meaning mm-hmm. if I don't like what's happening with the team, I can say, well, what's your problem? Right. Mm-hmm. But if they win, then I can celebrate. And, mm-hmm. and when you decide to become a member, it's really saying, no, I'm on the team now, meaning mm-hmm. when when we win, we win. When, when we fail or we struggle, we struggle. It's no longer I kind of put a separation between me and, and the, everybody else, meaning, you know, I, I can, that's kind of what was said, is, is I can celebrate what I want to celebrate, I can complain about what mm-hmm. I want to complain about. And, and again, when you read Scripture, you know, this is one of the ways I think I've been guilty of reading Scripture a lot of times, especially in the New Testament, and a lot in the Old Testament too, but when God talks, in, especially to the church, he's not we apply it to this very individualistic mentality Mm -hmm. like he's writing to me and 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 the reality is is god is writing to the church he's writing to a people Mm -hmm. not just to an individual so we we miss out on the power of what god has created not Mm -hmm. just in the church but even in the power of his word when we just to try to apply it to me and not me as part of a people that i'm on on life mission with yeah Yeah. I,
0: i really like you know the the concept that it is written to a people you think of like the letter of Philemon that was written to that congregation i mean it dealt with the issue of slavery within the christian uh, faith and and that was read in the presence of everyone and so the the specific brother of in christ that paul was addressing wasn't just he wasn't reading that in in his bedroom alone that was being read to him in the presence of everyone else and and just i mean i mean that's that's almost scary to think of yeah. <laughs> if we were to start to do th- Things like that.
1: So, so you're talking about the the sporting analogy, and that's that's such a great analogy because I do that, right? I can I can picture myself like when when something happens with the Cubs, because baseball starts in like nine days, right? (laughs) Yes, don't I know it? So (laughs) yes, you do. Um, I and and I used to know it because I had my own countdown, but now I just listen to my son who will tell me like, hey, (laughs) ten days, nine days. Um, But I do that. Like, I, I watch, like, like mm-hmm. when, when something happens, it's like they are idiots, right? But when we won the World Series, like, we mm-hmm. won it. Like, I was part of the win, right? When we bowed out in the first round of the playoffs last year, I was like, man, they really got to fix their problems. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That... I, my Aunt and, Aunt Marcia. And, and, and when we become members, we're on mission. We,
3: we're saying, yes, I'm on mission. Yes, I come under the authority, but we also do what Scripture says, where Paul says, when one in the body hurts, the body hurts, right? Yeah. When one mm-hmm. rejoices, mm-hmm. we rejoice. And, and so membership is really saying, yes, I'm on mission, I'm under authority, yeah. but I'm also putting myself out there that I'm going to mm-hmm. celebrate with you, but I'm going to hurt with you too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, when I, and when I'm not happy, right? I'm going to look past that because this isn't just mm-hmm. about please me.
1: This is there's a connection here that goes deeper than that, you know, something you said Sunday, um, that, that just, I think resonated with me. And and I think that I've, I've, I've heard from a couple other people that that was something they were, they were chewing on and trying to figure out like, okay, what does that look like? Was the idea of, you know, what if we all stop pretending, right? What if we stop putting on our church face and, Mm -hmm. and we just were honest about where we're at and how we feel and, um, and, and what would that mean? Um, and I, I just I think there's some value in us thinking about that, that that's part of being a member of a church too means that I get that support. Yeah. I, it means I don't have to pretend. I don't have to act like everything is great. I can just be myself and not worry about whether, if we do it well, whether I'll be accepted or whether I'll be um, judged. But I can just be broken and messy. And, and let's
3: mm-hmm. say it as it is. That type of membership is exciting, but it's also scary. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, let's just be honest about it and, and not feel bad to say, man, that kind of scares me. Well, it should, because that's, that's, it's beyond us, right? Because Jesus is awesome, and he's taking us
1: someplace that we, we're not necessarily used to going. Yeah. yeah. And that's well, the point. And it's scary, too, David, I think, because what we do is we allow ourselves to be burned. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm going to be transparent and I'm going to be open... And I'm going to, I'm going to share the mess of my life with you, not to revel in and want to stay in the mess. Like I, you know, like, but, but because, because this is where I am and I'm trying Mm -hmm. to grow and, 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 and I'm, I'm struggling here and I'm just going to be honest. Um, you know, I'm opening myself up. I'm being vulnerable because somebody could use that to hurt me. Um, Mm -hmm. but I need to understand in the context of the church, one that hopefully, um, that won't happen, but two, if it does, that's part of the mess too. Yeah.
0: Mm Well, and in, I,
2: sorry. In, I was just thinking that, you know, since you guys are, are guys and you put it in the context of sporting events and, and your team and, and You're going to put it
1: in, 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 wait, wait, crafting? No. No, no, no.
0: essentially. is <laughs> not really a crafter.
2: Uh, marriage covenant. To me, oh. the church membership covenant is is very similar to your marriage covenant. And that's how yeah. I always look at it, so. where... You know, there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows, just like in a marriage. We, Anyone that's married knows that. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's, you know, are you sticking during the lows? Right now, I feel like we're on a high. We've kind of been on a high for a while. Um, and, you know, lows are coming at some point. I mean, that's just, it is what it to is. To clarify,
1: are you talking about the church or you and Scott?
2: Uh, the church.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, I hope you guys are on a high <laughs> right, right now. But...
2: Oh, marriage, it's fun times. Um <laughs> But it's that commitment, regardless of where we are as a church, you know, mm-hmm. it, you stick with it.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, th- I like to think of, I mean, you guys do sports, and I love that analogy in, in marriage, and I, I really love food, so I always go <laughs> with... Um, so we're given all co- good, sorts good. of analogies, but I, I'm, I'm um, really curious about this one. I think of it as you know, family meal versus restaurant meal. Oh, all right. And, yeah. and just you know, when it's a family meal, I mean, you're stuck with each other. I mean, you have a, you have a, a you get tired of a bumping elbows with your brother every like he he's left-handed. Why doesn't he sit on the other side of me? And and mm-hmm. and you have these these awkwardness stuff. But then the reality is, the only time you leave that family meal isn't because you are upset or you're mad, but because you're going to go start a family meal of your own, and, and just the the picture of being sent out by the church to go do mission of the church in a different location for different people. Um, for me, that that always has just really stuck in my head. Rather than I'm going to go find a church, and you know if they if if Chick-fil-A got rid of the Chick-fil-A sauce, well then I'm not going to Chick-fil-A anymore. Um, but the family concept of the only time you leave is when you're being sent out to create a new family um, is something that is really powerful for me.
1: That's yeah, it's, that's it's a good analogy. And you know, the other thing too, you know, to take that analogy a step further, Vince, the, the thing about you know, at a family meal, you know, you serve yourself, you serve others mm-hmm. uh, at a restaurant you know, when I go to a restaurant, I, I wait to you be get served. served. Um, I want, I want a new, you know, I want a refill. Then I, I kind of just make mean face at the waiter or the waitress until they come <laughs> um, and they, they come in and <laughs> refill it. Right. I, I, I want extra something. I ask for extra something. They go get it for me. Right. I'm, and I think a lot of people approach the church that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Like
1: we Absolutely. come to be served. I mean, it's, it's consumerism consumerism well, at its finest. And add one mm-hmm. more aspect to a restaurant meal, I get to order what I want. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You eat what you want, but I want what I want. Yeah. And a family meal is, mama makes it and puts it in, the, and that's what you're eating, right? Yeah. And it's just like, well, I don't know yeah. if I like that, but it's good for you,
1: so you need to yeah. eat. It. You, you get what? what you get, but and you don't throw a fit. And, yeah. and I think that's, what, again, I, I come back to this idea of church you're membership. You're going to be a good dad. <laughs> church membership, is he is going to be a good dad, <laughs> is the antidote, I think, to church hopping. Yeah. if we really dig into covenant membership, then we stop with the church hopping. We stop with the, well, you know what? I, I don't get what I used to get out of it, or I don't feel like it meets my needs anymore. Mm-hmm. This or that, you know what? No, 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 no. That's not, that's not how this works, right? You become prayerfully, if you do it right, you prayerfully mm-hmm. become the member of a body. And there are times to leave and to break membership with the church. There are times to do that. Uh, but they are not nearly as common as we try to make them. Mm-hmm. And, no. and, you know, the, the idea that I'm going to get served and I'm going to get to choose off a menu what I want. Um, or it's also the way that people I think sneak through, um, and they never grow. Mm. I mean, we, we, we have a very clear commitment that saved people ought to grow. Uh, that's Mm -hmm. a biblical model. Healthy things grow. That's the way it is. Individuals, Mm -hmm. churches, whatever, that's the way it works. Um, and, and I think it's easy if you come here on a Sunday and you like order off a menu, well, I'll take the music. Um, uh, I'll pass on the giving. Um, I'll take the uh, the sermon when it's encouraging. I'll pass on the ones that make me feel bad. Um, oh, the mission of the church. No, not really going to step into that. Small groups, well, you know, I'll skip that this time. I mean, when, when we when we order like that, mm-hmm. well, then you know mm-hmm. what? It's really easy for you to stay the exact same person year after year after year. Yeah. You've never changed. You've never grown. You've never been challenged. Mm-hmm. You don't allow yourself
0: to okay. be. So there's a lot of things in there, discipleship, connection, yeah. accountability. You had one more thing you wanted to say. Well,
3: it's been on my mind as we've been talking ever since Matt was kind of mentioned in the mess. And, and I feel it's important to say one of, the, one of the reasons we don't get to that point where I think God wants us as members, I'll relate it back to what we did on Sunday. We ended the service with some time of of washing feet, Mm -hmm. and and I appreciated those that came forward, everybody that came forward, but but I really appreciated those that that came, and as they were walking up to us, at least Matt and I, their response was, I don't do this, right? Nobody sees my feet, nobody touches my feet, nobody, you know, but there was this humility. So what's been going through my mind is sharing a story personally, is as Matt and I were preparing for this, uh, I, I went to Matt and I said, hey, you know, that morning I said, hey, you're going to wash my feet. I just need you to know m- my feet are tender, right? I said, this is a personal thing. My feet are tender. I said... It, it, it was it, a tender moment. It <laughs> was a tender moment. But what I wanted him to understand was, dude, just don't grab my feet because I might have a knee-jerk reaction and I'll kick you, right? Because my, yeah. I have my, my feet, I, have these, I just have that with my feet. Well, what I, the reason I share that is because... That moment of, of washing your feet, right, and being open and humble is I was giving Matt permission to to enter into a tender part of my life, right? I'm comparing to my feet, but it was, right? I was saying, hey, this, this, this might—I th- don't let people do this, right? Like, mm-hmm. this is something I, I, I hide from. Nobody touches my feet. And so that you can take that and and propel it to life in general, right? We have these tender parts of our life, but in the church, we're like, I got to hide that. I got to protect that. Mm -hmm. I got to keep that hidden. I got to keep that safe. That's why I don't want to go to small groups because that might come out or somebody might poke at that or prod at that or...
0: You know, I I don't
3: want to talk to so-and-so because they might see that in me or feel that in me, and and so I got to protect that, but that's the whole point of membership, and that's why the power of, of washing feet, when people would come up and say, I don't do this, I think this is a disgusting part of my life, is my feet, right? That was the whole point. It's like, but let it out, right? Let somebody else see it. Right. Let somebody else experience it because you'll discover it's not as bad mm-hmm. as you think it is, right? But you'll also see something amazing when you let, you know, there's yeah. just power in that. And that's, that's where I think we have a big dis- disconnect in, in experiencing membership the way we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It. It's because we do, a, we we strive more to hide mm-hmm. the parts that we don't want out right. than allowing ourselves to say, you know what, I'm going to do something that's weird and awkward and and I don't like it. But I'm, I'm going to put it out there, mm-hmm. and 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 the reason I started thinking about this is because Matt's right. Sometimes you will get burned. Mm-hmm. Let's just be blunt about it. We're human. We're we're, we're broken. We're failures. I, I might still put that out, and I get burned. But that doesn't mean I was wrong in putting it out there. Right. right? It doesn't mean it, I was wrong in trying to connect, mm-hmm. and grow, and 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 let somebody know the real me. Sometimes you just got to get burned, and and try mm-hmm. again.
0: So that is, I think, a great transition into. The, the purpose of Blessed Hope Community Church. And just, if you're unfamiliar, the, the purpose of this new church is to bring a hurting world, the hope of Jesus. You, you could say it, to bring the messy world, the hope of Jesus, to bring a tender world. I mean, whatever uh, adjective you want to put in there, but the hope of Jesus. And, and what does that... Purpose. How how does that change or frame uh, Blessed Hope Community Church as we go about living as the church? So, uh, Matt, go ahead and talk. Cause...
1: Yeah, well, I, I just think, um, you know, to be fair, Blessed Hope prior to merger, mm-hmm. we would have said this is why we exist. We would have used different words, right. but, but the idea would have been the same. Revolution Church would have said this. I'm gonna, I, I would be willing to bet you that I, I am... Um, as a pastor here in town, I am, um, you know, friendly with, with pastors at other churches. And I know many of them that would say, this is our mission too, is, is, mm-hmm. is about right. the world being broken and bringing the hope of Jesus to, to people that hurt. Like, like we would all say this. I think there's a difference though. I want to, I want to start by saying the reason we talk about this is because there's a difference between knowing why you should exist mm-hmm. and existing for that reason right like like i mean i think every church would say something about oh well we want to shine the light of jesus and we want to we want to make jesus known we want to okay. make disciples we want i mean we all know that it's in the bible if you're in right. a church right. listen I, I i don't want to badmouth any churches but if you're in a church who does not have as their stated purpose to make disciples of jesus christ that might be one of the reasons to break membership with the church right because that's yeah. why the, that's Jesus's mandate for the church right yeah. to go and make disciples and if you can't start there then you're you're probably in trouble but the the point isn't what we say our purpose is the point is what we actually do right and how we actually exist and that's why I think this is so critical for us to to really dwell here Um, in the DNA of this new church is to say, not only do we know why we should exist, but we're actually pulling it off.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are so many churches. I mean, I, I, I don't know the numbers right off my head, but there's thousands of churches a year that close in North America. And every single one of those churches would say, yeah, we want to make disciples of our community, of the world, and yet what they... What their orthodox theology says, what their correct theology says, their practice doesn't put it, it doesn't do it, and so that's why they're closing. Because yeah. if they were pulling it off, we wouldn't be closing these churches. Yeah, and
1: I, I think that's that's a that's a, a good way to say it. I think you know, um, there's there's just something that misses between what we want to and what we should be doing and what we're actually pulling
2: off. Um, I was listening to something this morning where. Um, the, the guy that was preaching was talking about right after he first was saved, uh, he attended a church, and, you know, he was all in. He was so excited and, yeah. you know, wanted to just dive in and, and learn the Bible because he didn't—he wasn't yeah. raised in the church, didn't know anything about it. Uh, and so he went and, and talked to the pastor, and he's like, okay, I want to learn all of this. You know, he basically was saying, like, disciple me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And the pastor was like, uh, I think you should just go to seminary, and which— Maybe that's a a good path for some people, but um, (laughs) when someone comes to you and says they want to be discipled, you know, I think there's some things at a church level we should be doing, right?
0: Yeah, there's got to be that road between uh, seminary, becoming a minister, and I only show up on Sunday.
2: Right. And so I think we need to be... Every other Sunday. We need to be looking at the things that we're doing in our church and saying, like, is this discipling our people? Yeah. You know, because the church is the primary context in which we are discipled. Mm
1: -hmm. Well and it's why, and we say this and you know what, we're sometimes great at pulling it off and sometimes we are not. And it's something that the leadership of the church is always trying to figure out how to do better. But Mm -hmm. you should always be, if you are a serious Christian, you should always be in at least two active discipleship relationships, right? Somebody that's pouring into you and somebody that you're pouring into. Um, uh, and that's not even about, you know, that, that's not even to mention the relationships you should be with with people outside the church that you're trying right. to, to introduce right. Jesus to. But, but you should always be actively engaged in your discipleship and always actively engaged in someone else's.
2: Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, I think people forget and they think, you know, when we push, like, join a small group, join a small group, or find a place to serve, or, or these things, we're not nagging about these things because we're trying to fill you know, roles or spaces. like right. This is part of the discipleship process. Yeah. Yes. Well, we we will not actually, <laughs> we will not
1: actually get awards and certificates in heaven. Right. Right. We're not going to go to some awards <laughs> banquet where, where, you know, Peter's going to stand up and say, great job, Blessed Hope Church. You had 85% commitment to small group and, and we're not mm-hmm. going to get like a trophy. Um, well, <laughs> that's, that's actually but not going to happen. Here, here's the thing,
0: right? <laughs> like for people, it's about the program, but for the leadership, it's not about the program. Right. It's about, I'm, I'm going to say, it's about bringing the hope of Jesus to your hurting world. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you're not in that hurting world right now, you're going to be there at some point. And so why should—get prepared— for when you're there, so when you're there, you don't have to get prepared for it. Well, um, and, and
1: more than that, you are you are called to be in somebody else's hurting world. Yes. So be prepared and equipped to step into their world. I, yeah. I'll
0: say something that I think will be very convicting for all the adults in our church. I went oh. to a youth conference this weekend, and I was in a, a breakout session where the, a youth pastor who was teaching the rest of us had two students there random students that volunteered to be a part of his panel. And he said, all right, I I want to show you how student leadership works, how discipleship works for youth ministry. And he called on them and he said, who has discipled you and who have you or are currently discipling? And both of those students rattled off three names that had discipled them. And they rattled off three names that they have either discipled and or uh, are still discipling. And they're high school seniors, and I was just thinking in my head, like, how many of us in our church could say, yeah, I'm connected to three people who have discipled me in the past, and I am connected currently to three people who I'm discipling, and these are, these are high schoolers that are just killing it for the Lord and, and bringing that hope to the hurting world.
3: Yeah, I think we need to expand also what it means to be a hurting world. You know, Mm -hmm. when we say hurting, for some reason, we automatically jump to like sadness or something like that. Just this week I had a conversation with me, we, as we mentioned, small groups had a conversation with my oldest daughter. And, and we're kind of getting to that age now where she likes school, but she likes to be like, I don't want to go to school, you know. So I don't need to go to school. And then we were having a conversation of like, well, you need to go to school because that's where you're going to learn. And you're going to learn what you need to know to be able to live life successfully and someday go to college and someday go get a job and, and, and to live life. And, and, and here, here's the reality. If my daughter, if I looked at her and say, no, you don't need to go to school, I'm, I'm hurting her right? I'm hurting her ability. And so I say that because you can think about small groups. Sometimes we might say, well, I don't need to go to small groups because maybe I'm in a good part of life, right? I'm not hurting. Well, we always are in a hurting world because there's always something new that I can learn, and there's always something new that I can know. Mm-hmm. And, and if I deny myself the ability to discover truth and discover revelation and discover the, the beauty of who God is and what his word is, right, mm-hmm. I'm hurting myself. I'm in a hurting world. It's like I don't know everything. I need to know more. Yeah. So that's why we plug ourselves into things like small groups. Yeah. So that's why We plug ourselves into discipleship relationships because we're acknowledging the fact i 'm from a hurting world i don 't know everything
0: yeah, and, and I, I need to learn more I would say this as well that our small groups, while they focus internally for discipleship, um, there 's that missional component where we say you if you 're going to be in a small group, your small group needs to do a service project, and you need to look beyond the walls that you 're in, you need to look beyond the people that you you see. And go serve strangers. Go serve the community. Um, we had kids downstairs, and we were talking about that. How can God make a difference through you um, as a kid? And one of them just said, if you're in a park, you, you see trash or you see a bottle, you pick it up, you go throw it away, you put it in the recycling. I mean, those are the things that are on kids' hearts, and it's so easy and so simple to do. I mean, what would it look like for you know a family from our church to just go to the park for a day and just say, all right, we're gonna go play and we're gonna have our eyes open to see this hurting world and to pick up trash. I mean, that's so easy, that's so simple.
1: It is. And and you know, I th- I think there's there's part of this about it too, and I appreciate that you bring in this this outreach. Hey, be the hands and feet of Jesus. Um and, and there are always ways to do that, and um some of them are simple, some of them are more complicated. You know, I think the more mature we get, the more our heart breaks for things that are more intense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like trash in the park is, is, is one thing. Um, you know, we want our community to, to be clean and to be nice and for people to feel positive about being here. And that's great. Uh, you know what though? Um, Sex trafficking is another, and Mm -hmm. there are people that are being exploited and who have no opportunity to know that a God in heaven loves them because they've never experienced anything close to unconditional love in this world. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, part of this is one of the reasons why we talk small groups, we talk plugging into the church, and and, and I think it all comes back to this idea that, you know what, it is not about me. Mm -hmm. And I think even the question of why, go back to the beginning, why should I be a member of a church? Why should I go to small group? Why should I take discipleship seriously? Why? You know what? Like, like, those are all, I get the questions, but at the core of them, they're selfish consumer driven questions. Mm -hmm. You know, part of this is because it is not about you Mm -hmm. and you are called to be part of a body. And God wants to do his work, not through you individually, uh, I know we we see this like well God wants to use you for ministry and God and He does use individuals. I don't mean to say that's that that, that doesn't happen. Of course it does. God has used me individually. Sure. But where God has promised to use me most effectively is through the ministry of the body that I am connected to, Mm -hmm. that he has purposely connected me to. Mm -hmm. As a body, we do great things in ministry to connect to a hurting world. And, and I think there's just so much value in that, that we just have to stop thinking about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, we are, we've had a really good discussion about membership and and bringing hope uh, to a hurting world. And we're going to have an opportunity to continue this conversation and, and podcasts to come um, as we are working through our church defined series, as you guys both preach through what it means to be blessed hope community church. And so we're going to continue this conversation throughout that series. And I'm sure um, we're going to have another series about core values, which we're going to get to touch on some of the stuff again. And so if, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, this is such a good conversation. I wish they would, would have brought this up or I wish they would have talked about this. We're going to get there. Um, it's one of those things where we want to respect your time and so we, we don't want to make this a seven-hour podcast and, and load it up. So And I don't think our internet can handle a seven-hour load up for a podcast. So um take 12 years. It would take 12 <laughs> years. So I want to thank you guys and thank Malia for joining me for this conversation, and I can't wait to continue it in, in two weeks and continue to talk about what it means to be Blessed Hope Community Church.
1: We could do that, but Malia looks like she has a closing thought. No, she's shaking her head no.
0: No. All, All right. right, so thank you guys. Just always thinking. Okay. Good.
1: Good place to be. All
0: right, have a blessed week, and we'll see you on uh, Wednesday or Sunday or heck, maybe on a Thursday. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks, Vince. Definitely not Thanks, a Friday. <laughs>